Sky presentation. I didn't know how else to do this. <laughs> this, is, um, this is my first visual message. And I don't know how well it'll go. I'm hoping that it'll be okay. We'll see. We're going to put it together and uh, see how well it works. I, um, I came across, uh, there's been two or three things that I've been thinking about. I've been looking in uh, um, Chronicles and the kings, especially with all the things that have been going on in the, um, in the world of politics. So I decided not to do that one. <laughs> We've probably had enough of that and of those things. And then um, I came across the other day, and, and I think I want to just leave it right there. I was um, perusing through, as I, I do all the time, and um, the news, and I came across an interesting uh, sign. And I didn't, I didn't go any further into it, but it was kind of interesting because it said, Atheist Shoes. Atheist Shoes. That means they don't have any souls. Uh, or how did that go together? And, I, and it, got to, it got to bothering me. How, it seems like there is so much going on in which atheism and, and that is becoming so much a part. Um, and people do not know God anymore and they just and in the in our schools and our universities a lot of that is not being you know it's being taught out god is not allowed into the to the schools as much and of course evolution has taken a precedent so i got to thinking maybe what we ought to do is look visually at god's first message that's in the bible where god actually says i create these things. I am the creator. Today it'll be kind of an instructional thing because <clears throat> one of the things that I've, I've really been impressed with, and I think those of you that have ever downloaded, oops, I think what I have to do is I have to do, ah, he got it, okay. <laughs> um, Rick Meyer, let's see, I'm going to go up here to help, and um, I'm going to do this. Rick Myers um, wrote eSword. I've had it on my computers for quite a long time. And uh, I want to give him all the credit because he's, he, I tell you what, this is a fabulous piece of, of software for those that, that want to delve into to, to looking into the, the scriptures. And I'm going to turn off this light here because there'll be a lot of, and I hope I don't, buzz anything, because this is going to be mostly visual today, and, uh, and a little instructional, using, um, come on, come back, <laughs> oh, I know what the problem is, ah, this is an older computer with an older battery, and let's hope that, uh, that this will fix the problem, I think it will, I can get around here to find where the plug-in is. Ah, there we are. Okay. I may have to come back. Yeah, there it goes. Come on. Anyway, um, I thought that the, the, the easiest way to do this and to go through Genesis, the first chapter, come on, computer, don't give out on me yet. Be nice to me. There you go. Man. Ah, I'm hoping. Oh. Is this thing on? If it's on or not. Yeah, it's on. It's on. There we go. Um, so, if I can get the if I can get the hardware to work and the software to work, we'll we'll have something maybe. <laughs> Come on, baby. Come on up here. Oh, nothing like an old computer. I get problems. <clears throat> Let's hope that this thing 
When I first set it up, it worked just fine. Come on. Hmm. Um, is there any other place to plug in? I'm not sure that's working. Uh, it might be the problem right there. Is that one plugged in or? Well, I think that's okay. Maybe that's the problem. There we go. Let's see if I can just set it down for a second. Without having to mess with it, maybe it'll be all right. There. It's coming. Yay! All right. Uh, it's old technology. It will be. Just a second. It's got to re reset itself. Anyway, if it works, if we get it up and working, I, I have a visual presentation on Genesis 1. And um, what, I want, what I want to convey, and what I'd like to convey, is that we can actually go in now to our computers and we can, we can look at the, the marvelous things that are available out there. Hold on a minute. All right, now we'll try it again. In other words, I, I want to give credit to Rick Myers for uh, eSword, which I'm doing. And um, if you do load it, um, think about giving him a, um, um, a donation. He's, he does it, he wants, if you load it down, he does not want it ever to be sold. He gives it away free. He even has in his, uh, when, he first put, when you first bring it up, he even has a um, disclaimer says, you are not to sell this ever. I give this away free. So, and uh, Lawrence can appreciate that, that uh, the word, he, he takes that seriously, that this word is to be given for anyone that wants to, to read and to learn it. Esort is a really interesting, um, very interesting, in the beginning. So we, we can go over here and we can look at the, uh, uh, the Hebrew, Rashak, and uh, that is first, in place and time, order of rank. This is Elohim. And um, to create, and heaven, and earth. And so you can go in there and you can highlight each one of those and you can see what's going on. And, and it makes a very interesting visual tool and also a very instructional tool for Bible studies and, and, and everything. I want to go down the importance of Genesis and the importance to us, I think, is found in Genesis, is Hebrews, the sixth chapter. But without faith... It is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The very first thing, whenever we are, we come into this, I know that God draws us, but we have to believe that he is, that he exists. And yet he's screaming all the time out there in the, in the, in the creation that I exist. But because of the way that we are taught uh, in the schools and sometimes we are uh, brought up with uh, the evolutionary thinking, we don't really grasp the importance of the creation and how it can affect our spiritual lives, how it can strengthen us spiritually, how it can give us a stronger faith in believing that God exists, that He is the Creator. I was, uh, I was mulling over some words. I was mulling over master, uh, 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 great one, or things. And I got to thinking, wait a minute, there, there's no superlatives. God designer, God creator, God is the one that has done it. We, <laughs> we look at things and we realize that if we're building something, we have already taken it from something that God has already designed and already built. <laughs> 
if we dig, <coughs> uh, you use the limestone uh, for making concrete. Uh, where'd limestone come from? It was laid down by the oceans. Where'd the oceans come from? God created the water. God created that. All of this. Everything that we have, including ourselves. So, now faith is the substance. We look at this. Substance means um, a setting under, that is, uh, concretely essence, abstractly assurance, confidence, confident. Now faith is the confidence of things hoped for and the evidence. The evidence. The proof, the conviction, the evidence. How do you find evidence? It's all around us, brethren. Evidence is all around us. God has given us evidence that He exists. Our faith is strengthened because we see His creation. So let's go back to, Hebrew, to, to Galatians, the first chapter. And let's take a visual look at Genesis, um, the first chapter, and let's think about it. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We look out with the Hubble telescope, and it is always amazing to me to go through and to, and to look at the various things that the Hubble telescope is taking pictures of. I, uh, I pulled this one up. And you, you look at that, and of course, we live in a city, so the lights kind of dim all of the, the, the marvelous um, stars and things that you should be able to see in a place where there's not so much uh, extra light. Well, you can bring up this Hubble uh, telescope image, and you can realize now, those, are not, those are not stars. Some of those are actually, um, the, the, there's a few planets in there, for, and but those are a part of the whole universe. Those are galaxies and galaxies and galaxies on top of galaxies. The scientists just love it because they keep going out further and further. They get bigger telescopes and they get further and further out. And they keep saying, hey, there's more stuff out there. <laughs> there's more things out there. It's almost like God the infinite has created the infinite universe but just keeps going and going and expanding and getting larger so that man who wants to deny God is confounded by the images of the beautiful that he has created. We see in the heavens, when we look in the heavens, there are so many beautiful things. Look at, the, look at this, this thing here, this unbelievable um, um, I'm trying, Eagle's Nebula. That's the Eagle's Nebula. Eagle's Nebula. Um, there's one in here that's the Foxfire Nebula. You are all familiar with Foxfire, the browser Foxfire with the little thing? Well, there's actually a nebula that looks just like that. And as we, we visually look at all of the different things that, that are out in space and, and all of the beauty that's out there brought to us by the Hubble Telescope. The Hubble telescope. And uh, it might dim those lights back there a little bit, too, uh, because I think that's kind of probably making it a little difficult to see that part up there. Um, yeah, that's better. There you go. I don't have any trouble seeing anything up here. So, <laughs> so God created the heavens and the earth. And here we are. We live on one of the most beautiful places. I mean, God has created something so, so profoundly beautiful for us to live on. This globe from space, all of that, that it means to us, our home. It's interesting that God wants to come here and be with us, isn't it? That he wants to participate in this and be, be with us. Let's just look at a couple more here before I go to the, to the next one. Look at this. You can see, you can see Africa. You can go around here and you look at the different, uh, different places. Um, there was one here where it was full of clouds. I wanted to find that one. That's one right here. Yeah, this cloud. 
It's a cloud bank all over the top of the planet. And um, let's go to the next. Uh, let's go to the next portion here. Let's, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the earth, of the, of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, um, there's a lot of, we understand there's a lot of uh, um, controversy in the religious uh, and uh, Christian area where um, in the beginning, um, and, and, the, and the, we call it the gap theory versus uh, the, uh, and there's two or three theories that go along with this, and I'm, I didn't want to really go into that. But we, underst- we understand, and I think we're right. Uh, we may be wrong, but I think we're right, in that there seems to be a gap between what went on when God created the heavens and the earth and all that was out there, and then what happened between that time and the earth was without form and void. Well, that's tohu and bohu, and God says he did not create things tohu and bohu originally. He created them beautifully. And, 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 and so we understand from that that there was possibly a war in heaven when Satan tried to take over that, that uh, God's throne and tried to take his position. And God chased him out of heaven and, go, and Satan was mad and, and he, uh, he made tohu and bohu. He, he, uh, he made things bad. And of course, God sent him back to earth where he was supposed to be and uh, so earth um, turned out to have some, some real problems. So God, standing on the earth and looking at this tohu and bohu, said, let there be light, and there was light. Um, so you can understand it was dark because of all the cloud cover, of all the, of, of the things that had been done on the earth. So the first thing that you needed to have was light on the earth. And so there was light. And we look at light as because it's so important. Um, now, by the way, what you can do with any of this, and, and what I want to encourage you, is if you really want to, to be encouraged and go in there, just, just write in something like light image, or earth images, or um, Hubble images, or Hubble uh, shots, or something like that. And you'll, you'll get on your browser, you'll get an, an area in which there's pictures. And open that, open those pictures up, and what do you get? You get just a whole lot of pictures. Now, sometimes they'll put all kinds of weird pictures in there, and you might not get what you really want. But a lot of times you'll get some very profoundly things. And so here's light trying to shine through the clouds, light shining through the clouds. Here's a very interesting image. You know, when you run light through a prism, you get all of the colors. They, they come they, they actually um, separate when you go through a prism. And so this right here, it's not very easily seen, but those, there's uh, red and, and blue and purple and green, and, and you get those light um, changes there. And of course, the, the, there's light that you can't see. There's, the, there's invisible lights like x-ray and, and um, uh, infrared and all the different, um, different types of lights that are out there that are that are not able to be seen. And God has created all of those. He is the God creator of light, of the sun, the power of the sun. Of course, I, I, I won't go to the image of the sun. We need to keep right on going here. Um, we won't get through with this. I, I could probably spend all afternoon on this, just, just looking at the different images. And let there be light, and there was light. God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the, night, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And so we have. <laughs> I get up in the morning sometimes, and it's so dark, and uh, I'm heading west. And all of a sudden, that sun starts rising up behind me. And it starts getting light, and you start seeing that little bit of light in my, my rearview mirror because as I'm driving west towards work, because I work in Hallett. And then sometimes it's in my eyes coming home, but, uh, you know, or uh, if I'm coming back early in the morning or something. But that light and that darkness, and we know all about that. 
But it's God that, that divided that, that created that, that made that possible. He said, God, let's, uh, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let the, it divide the waters from the waters. And so at that time there was, um, you know, liquid all around and it was, uh, it was in a form of a very dense liquid on the earth and God had to separate them. He had to separate all of that. And I'm going to read through some of this here and, and, and go down to some of these other ones that I, that I wanted to, to go through. God made the firmament, divided the waters from, from uh, which were under the firmament and the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. God said, let there be waters under the heaven. Be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear, and that it was so. And we have some of the most beautiful places in the world based on... Um, I was going to get uh, do one here with water. That's that's coming up. I won't do that one yet. Let's do water images. Let's just type in. Oops. Uh, let's uh, let's hope we can type it right. M I M images. Hey, there we go. Now I know how to type. Um, uh oh. You know the one thing I haven't got. I haven't got an internet connection. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Um, I, I actually probably have enough up here without having to go uh, get the internet. Let's just let's just pa pass that one by, and um, I'll go back to, to this one, and we'll we'll look at some of the other things. Um, there's no, I've got enough here without already set up without going to to the uh, to the internet. Um, God said that let the waters under the heaven be gathered together in one place, and let the dry land appear. And so it was so. So God created um, the, the boundaries, the water boundaries and the land boundaries. And, of course, we know that over time you know, the, the lands have moved and different things, and, and now we, we live with the, with the oceans at the, the way they are. And we know that the, the, that the, the earth has flipped, and we've, we've, we, we know that at one time uh, the North Pole was in one place and South Pole was other, and, and we've seen the split of the poles over, uh, over the ages. And, uh, but God has set the boundaries. He is a master boundary setter. Remember in the, in the scriptures, there, there's a, a law about taking the, the boundaries off of somebody's property. And it was illegal to pull the boundaries out of the properties. Illegal. God is the, is the, is the God of boundaries. He sets the boundaries. He says, let the earth bring forth the grass and the herbs, yielding seed and the fruit trees. Um, and God called the dry, yeah, okay, we, we, we've gone through that. And God said, let the earth bring forth the grass and the herb, yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whole seed after in his kind upon the earth, and it was so. It's very interesting. One of the areas that, that I've often thought was so fascinating was how do you how do you evolve seeds? <laughs> Anybody tell me how seeds could possibly evolve? Is there any way that you could think of that a seed could evolve? You've got to have a seed first before you can have a plant. Well, I don't know. God could have planted the plants and then the seeds come up. But you've got to have seeds to continue the propagation of those plants. Let's say God put the, the plants in and the seeds were produced. But he does say that these seeds he created, and there is such a tremendous variety of seeds. What I like to, uh, I like to say is that uh, no matter what direction you plant a seed, it always knows which way to come up. <laughs> how does it, how is all that possible? How is that possible? You have a great creator with a tremendously powerful mind, an unbelievably powerful mind, who is able to, to work all of this out. He's a master. He's a, the, the God gardener. <laughs> and he planted, didn't he plant a garden in Eden for the first two that were 
to come along. A beautiful garden. Well, look at all these different seeds. Thousands of different seeds. And I guess over the time, we've even lost seeds. There's not anywhere near as many seeds as there were maybe when we first came into the uh, uh, United States. There's, there's been seeds that have been lost. Heirloom seeds that no longer um, are available. Here's a seed. This seed here starts out in the ground and then begins. And the, the root goes down and, and the flower part or the, the leaf part comes up seeking the sun, seeking that uh, photosynthesis area to grow. The power of God is, is amplified in the creation. His ability to make things, to, to, uh, to create things such as seeds. And you can be encouraged and your faith can be strengthened by watching and looking at his creation. Let's like, let me see if there's anything else down here I really like, would like to, to look at. I know there's an awful lot of different ones with seeds and different things. But. So God took all of the, the seeds, the trees, and all of that and planted it. So verse 11, God said, Let the earth bring forth the grass, the herb, the yielding seed, the fruit tree, the yielding fruit after his kind, whole seed uh, in itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, and the herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. If you, if you plant a, um, um, I'm going to say heritage, but I don't think that's quite the right name for it, um, um, seed that will reproduce itself, they reproduce consistently the same time after time after time after time. God has created, created and he says, the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind. A pecan tree brings up pecans. A peach tree, peaches. Now I know you can graft different things into different trees. So there's, you know, there's, some, there's some variation there. But remember that God has created this for us to understand and for us to, to, to marvel at his creation and to, and to really have the faith and the strength to understand that he, he is the creator. The earth brought forth grass and the herb yielding seed after his kind and a tree after his kind. And the evening and the morning were the third day. God said... <clears throat> Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And for those of you who have never gone over and, and kind of looked at the word seasons, that word is actually moed. Um, moede or uh, moedah. And it actually means festivals. God from the beginning knew that he was going to have and wanted to have festivals for us to gather together. And so it was already planned from the beginning. The sun, the moon, and the various seasons and the various times were already planned because he had planned this out. He had planned this out from the beginning. Even all of creation was a plan for mankind. So we want to let the lights of the and uh, divide it. Um, sure where I'm at here. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and it was so. God made the two great lights, the greatest light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. We go in and we look and, and we can see. You got up in the morning and looked at the beautiful sunrises and sunsets I mean, you can go in here and you can find all kinds of beautiful places that you can go to and see uh, and just look at those sunrises. Or you can just get up early in the morning sometime and just watch the sun come up. Some of the most pretty times is when that sun is shining through the clouds and creates that beautiful red 
that red expanse out there. And just so, so beautiful. We were there in Hallett. We were actually standing. Uh, I had just pulled in. And everybody was standing outside. And I wonder why in the world is everybody standing outside? And I, and I kind of looked over there where the sun was rising. And it was rising up into the cloud bank. And it was just a bright, beautiful red sky. Just gorgeous out there. And everybody was just marveling at the beautiful sunrise as that was coming up. And so we have the sun that, that, um, it, it, that does so much for us and gives us the, the, the health and all of the things that, that are needed on this earth and God has created it. And then we have something else called the, the moon. <laughs> and it's interesting. Um, I brought a few books up. Uh, for those of you that maybe um, don't know I peddle books. <laughs> um, one of them is The Privileged Planet. And um, Gonzales and Richards, um, who wrote this, Gonzales actually lost his, his uh, uh, position as a uh, professor at wherever he was at some university, but I think he's back now. And, and they wrote this book looking at all of the, the things that the earth has to be for, for life to exist on it. And one of the things that, that they, early on they found out was that if, if the moon, if the moon was not in exactly the right place uh, and exactly the right distance and exactly uh, orbiting in exactly the right position, that um, it would not be conducive to being able to understand the physics because when, the, when there is a full eclipse, all of the um, spectrum flies out on the outside of it. Now, they have a satellite now that goes up there and puts a deal on there so they can actually see it. But this is how they were able to actually know that there was a, a light spectrum by the eclipse and by the fact that the, this also regulates the, the oceans and the different things. And it's so profound and yet it seems so simple. We see the moon coming up, you know, and we take it for granted. And yet without that, there's a lot that we wouldn't understand and the, and, and the earth would not be anywhere near as habitable without the moon in the position where it's at and what, it, what it's set at. It would not... Um, so it's important to be, and also the earth, where it's sitting at, has to be in exactly the position for, for life to exist. So let's go back now. We've seen the great lights, the moon and the sun that rule the day and the night. God set them in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. God saw that it was good. And the evening and morning were the fourth day. God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creatures that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of the heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moves which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind I want you to notice that, that, that um, the Bible says after their kind. The whales produce whales after their kind. There is a very uh, great number of different types of whales, but they produce after their kind. Uh, I did have one up here on whales, and um, there's the humpback whale. But this picture here, which is not easy to see, but it has all the different types of whales, and there's <laughs> you know, he, he, the abundance of whales in the ocean, and the different whales. Now, some of them are very rare. Others are, are, are quite uh, uh, pr uh, prolific, but others are very rare. But the, the whales that we have in the ocean, God created the whales, and they serve a great uh, purpose, and of course, they're for us to marvel at as they jump out of the water and they and huge animals that can just come right out of the water. Beautiful. 
Sometimes they look a little ugly. <laughs> you know, barnacles and all kinds of stuff over them, the humpback whales. But in, in, in reality, they're beautiful. They're, they're just beautiful. And, and God has created them. Now, also, while I'm still here, well, he also created the, the birds. Uh, Darwin, um, Darwin ended up on this island, and I don't know whether he spent much time there, but he, he did notice that the, the, there was a, a, a slight change in these finches. Uh, I think it was finches. Uh, and um, it's, when the uh, food supply got a little uh, less and different uh, things, they, their beaks would change. Now, it didn't change them into anything else. <laughs> It didn't change him into anything else, but he came up with this, uh, this book, the Darwinian Evolutionary Book, all based on this one island with these few things on it that seemed to have some evolutionary characteristics about them. And yet, look at the variety of birds. Look at, even in our own yards, we get different varieties of birds that come in and eat different things. Now look at all these different, and I don't think those are real birds there. <laughs> so I went by them. Here's the little robin for the, that comes in in the spring. Um, um, the eagle. Um, and Matt and I were, I can't remember whether it was a hawk or an eagle, Matt and I were fishing uh, in pretty water one year, and um, there was a, I think it was an eagle I was sitting over on the branch, and we kind of noticed it. We were back up in there, and, and um, we, we kind of noticed that uh, he kept looking down at the water and how they, how they are. And all of a sudden, it, and this one was a big one, and he just spread his wings and jumped off that branch and dropped down into the water, and he came out with a trout <laughs> and flew away. Uh, so he had been sitting and watching for that trout to come by so that he could grab it. And it was amazing to watch the powerful wings and, the, and that, that accuracy in which he grabbed a hold of that trout and had a hold of it and just started flying off. So he'd been sitting there waiting for it. Uh, we weren't having anywhere near as luck as much as he was. Well, I can tell you that. He was having a lot. He was having a better day than we were having. And so the birds and all that is created, that God has created, or another example of the beauty. Let's go down here now. Um, let's see. I don't go quite that far. Um, he said, um, And all the winged fowl after its kind, God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let the fowl multiply on the earth. So God gave them the capability to reproduce. Reproduction is a God-given gift to all of his creatures, the ability to reproduce. Be fruitful and multiply. And um, so, this was the fifth day. God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth after his kind, and it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth after his kind, and the cattle after his kind, everything that creepeth on the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. God saw that it was good. He made cows after their kind, and sheep after their kind, and goats after their kind, and, and so much. And, of course, there's dogs and cats and, and so many different animals. And the variety. God is the God of variety. God is also the God of uh, genetics. <laughs> uh, and if you if you go on the internet, and uh, since I don't have any access to it, if you go on the internet, you can find the tallest dog, the biggest dog, and the littlest dog. <laughs> and the littlest dog is really small, full grown. You hold it in your hand, and the the biggest dog is about six foot tall. It's huge, monstrous dog. I don't know how anybody could ever afford to feed one. <laughs> and to sustain it, but they do have tall dogs. And um, just like the Clydesdale horse, big, tall, beautiful horse 
and pulling that Budweiser wagon and just watching that horse work down to the little ponies. <laughs> the little miniature pony, little, little tiny thing, barely able to, 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 you know, to scamper around like a little small dog. The variety, the ability to, to, to make uh, that, that horse into to, to the, the different uh, types. It, it's it's a mar- amazing what God has created and how he's created and how he, he's put it together. Um, and so those, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. Bugs. Oh boy. Lots of bugs. Every kind of bug imaginable. All kinds of bugs everywhere. Bugs of all shapes, sizes. Uh, spiders. Everybody loves spiders? Mm, I think I got a lady back there that doesn't like spiders very well. <laughs> I love watching spiders. They're kind of fun. Uh, you can make them a spider nest. I, I, since I don't have access to it right now, I can't get you on there. But uh, uh, you, could, you could go in there and you could look and, and see all the different webs and how they make their, their webs. And some of them make huge, giant webs um, and get, uh, to get their, um, uh, their food. And God has created that. I about got my hand on a, on a brown recluse just recently. I was moving some stuff around. For any of you that are familiar with brown recluses, um, if they bite you, you're, you're, they've got an acidic bite, and it'll start sloughing your skin off. And if you don't get to it really, really quick, you really have some, some problems. Um, and sometimes you wonder, did God create that? <laughs> did God create flies, mosquitoes, roaches? I don't know. I'm, this is all of God's creation. And so we just you know, go with it. Butterflies, all kinds of beautiful moths, butterflies, just so gorgeous in the way they look. Okay, let's go down here a little bit further. So God created, uh, let's see, God said, let us make beasts of the earth and cattle and everything that creeps upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over the earth, and every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. God created us in his image. And uh, that's where I wish I had the, uh, I had added a couple more um, things here, because I had some pretty interesting stuff, but I didn't keep it. I, it's not on here. Um, if you get a chance, because I'm getting close to running out of time, if you get a chance to go in and look at the diversity I uh, there was one there was one really interesting one that I came up with, and I, I typed in just the Korean images, I, I typed in just the word of Korean Korean image, and I was just trying to see the, the different differences, and it popped up a, there was on, in there one image of um, it happened to be of women it could have been of men but it was of women, and their typical look through. All, through the Japanese, the Korean, the, Ameri- uh, the, the, the um, Caucasian American type, um, uh, Polynesians, all of those. And you see both the similarity in all of us, the similarity in all of us, but also the tremendous diversity in all of us. God has created this, this wonderful, beautiful, tremendous diversity in all of us. And and I was going and the other one was I, I was going to look up for the for the African and, and the different diversity there and it's so beautiful because God's created this, this wonderful uh, people in His image and yet we have this diversity which we should love and, and, and enjoy and and be be thankful that God has created it because He's given us a, a, a instead of being a a una place to live. It's a multi-place to live with multiple cultures and multiple uh, diversities and multiple things that, that we can enjoy. Um, people that have the ability to speak different languages, I'm always marveled at that. It's, it's, God has given the language. God has given and, and blessed men with language to be able to communicate. And in these last days, we are able to communicate because now we can also communicate through the computer. You can get on the computer, and 
You say, I want to translate this from Japanese to American or English. American English or English English? <laughs> I want to translate it to English. And you can do that. And it'll do the best it can. I don't know how well some of them work, but they do. The, the translations are there. And God has blessed mankind with, with, that, with that blessing. I want to... I had one of the, a couple of other ones that I wanted to show. But God has created man in his image. And within that, now we have the macro universe. We have everything that we can see visually. We have this beautiful expanse of the universe. We have this sun and the moon and all of the stars and all of the, and the macro universe. And we have the earth that we can see and the, and the, um, the animals and the insects and all of that. Some of the insects are pretty tiny. Sometimes you need a microscope to see some of them. But when you get down to the tiniest, tiniest, smallest, smallest molecular sizes, what you find is the true power of God. I mean the ability to create something so complex with irreducible complexity that God has that ability to do that. We have not come that far yet. Let's look at this. This, um, this fascinated me several years ago. I've seen it, I've shown it a few times. Um, unfortunately, uh, the intelligent design people um, uh, took it off of YouTube, so they, you can't go and run it anymore. I, and I think that's kind of, I, I really ought to write them and tell them to put it back on because I, I just love to reach to watch it. Um, but this is, the, this is a flagellum. Let's see if I've got a picture of the, the whole thing here. This is the motor part of the flagellum. Uh, I think I just got the motor part. Anyway, it's a very tiny microscopic, um, yeah, there's one right there. There you are. This is what it looks like. That's the back, that's the tails on the back side of it. That bacterial flagellar motor, and that's the back, the, the, the little thing. Anyway, look at the complexity of this thing. It is, it, it is a motor. I mean, it's got everything. It's got the, um, it's, <laughs> it's got the ball bearings and the whole nine yards for, for, the, for the rotor. And it spins at, I don't know what, it just high rate of speed. And all of this has to be there or it doesn't work. This, was not, this is not going to exist if it's not all there. It's not going to function if it's not all there. What we're saying is that God had to create it, all of it, completely whole or it wouldn't function. It wouldn't work. And that's the whole point with, with, with evolution. Think about evolution. Think about, it makes for good, good science fiction, but it's really fantasy. It, it does not make any sense. If you took what they tell you happened and you try to make a universe that looks like we've got today, I mean a, a, a planet like we have today, you're not going to find it. You're not going to be able to put it together. You're not going to be able to, to, to bring it past the swamp, supposedly, that we came out of. The green slime that the, the lightning hit. Because as soon as it crawled out, it's going to die or whatever it was. And it's not going to exist. And they think that they only, that only happened once. Well, it died. It doesn't exist. And we know that. We know that we had to, there had to be a designer. There had to be an original designer and maker who put it all together. Whose brilliance is so profound that he is able, in the tiniest of things, to make something this complex and to make it work. Because you can find them anywhere. You can actually go and raise these things and watch the little tails go around under a microscope. And it, it, once they got the electron mic microscope and they were able to actually get deeper and deeper, they saw how complex. Now, of course, we know that even there's even more complexity. And that is through the, um, and that's the one last book, and I'll finish up here, um, Signature in the Cell. 
there was a little cartoon that I found, and I didn't have it up there. It was a little cartoon, and I guess it was God standing there talking to one of the angels. And he, uh, he looked down at the angels, and I guess he was looking over the cloud and looking down. And he says, yeah, hey, I didn't have any, any problem at all with the mud, but I did have a little problem with the, with the program. <laughs> but, oh, no, he didn't say I had a problem. He says it was a little harder to do the program. Within everyone, every cell, there is a program, and there is all kinds of machines working, and, 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 and just a marvel. So this goes through all of the different things that the, the evolutionists have thought that they, they have found evolution in, in, in the world that we live in, and he proves that none of that is real, <laughs> that all of it failed, every one of them, and um, so... They, <clears throat> One last thing, one last thing from Esor. Oops, let's go back to Esor. One last thing. After he had created man and created all that and had this beautiful place, he rested. The heavens and the earth were finished, all the hosts of them. On the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. He rested on the seventh day from all the work which he had made. God took a day off and called it beautiful. God blessed. This is a day that is blessed by God. The Creator blessed this day for mankind. A very special day. Blessed the seventh day. Sanctified it. That means he set it apart. Brethren, it's not like any other day. It is set apart. It's, a, it, it's pronounced or de, de, de deserved, clean, to a point, to consecrate, to dedicate, to hallow, to make it holy. This is a very special day. Because in that, he rested from all his work, which God had created. So not only does this picture a millennial thing, but it also pictures the end of God's work that he had done, the creation, and he became the creator that had rested from the work that he had done. He didn't need to, to rest. He gave it so that men could rest and understand that he is the true creator of all things. That we only exist because he created us. The universe only exists because God created it. There is nothing that exists and there's nothing that we use to make whatever we make that didn't, doesn't exist because God created it. So on the Sabbath, we should be thankful for the creation that he has given us.